Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Well, today I have an absolutely wonderful guest. I've been following her on Facebook. Her posts are magical. So it's really a thrill and an honor to have Asha Ramakrishna join me today. Asha is a number one best-selling author of her book, The Priestess Code, and we will be getting into this today, Awakening the Modern Woman where feminine principles are revealed for a more organic and harmonious approach to life. With a background in molecular biology and business development, she breaks all esoteric teachings into practical and logical approaches to living. Asha is is a minister of spiritual peacemaking and incorporates philosophies such as feng shui, karma healing, and human design, just to name a few. She's originally from Venezuela and is part Indian. She currently lives in Harvard, Mass. with her soulmate, two human daughters, and a 50-pound Portuguese water dog that just had the most beautiful litter of puppies. (laughs) Asha, welcome, girl. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I love to say that about the dog because she's probably my favorite out of the whole family. (laughs) (laughs) I know the feeling. (laughs) My baby girl is my baby girl. She's my soul sister. I know. I get it. What I absolutely love about you is that you are teaching women to awaken to the divineness within them, which is really what this podcast is all about. And you're doing this through seven principles, I believe, codes in this book that were downloaded to you. They are divine. And uh, so I want to touch a little bit upon that. But what inspired all of this? Oh, my gosh. What inspired (laughs) all of this people? So, you know, this that that book, first of all, is a 10-year journey. Okay. And I always talk about and joke about how it's such a... A model of what it means to be a mother and a modern woman because I was, you know, I was a mom. These principles came to me. I had to learn them. I had to create space to learn them and still keep showing up for my family in all the ways that I, you know, most of us need to show up for our families, right? And so what really inspired this is that I was in a place in my life um, that wasn't fitting me. I was in a place in my life that I was kind of going through the motions because I felt I had to. And this longing and pain surfaced in a way that I couldn't ignore it. And in that moment, I, I mean, I talk about it in the book that I had this moment of like, you know, like down on my knees in my home office and saying, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't live this way anymore. And I want out of the job that I had at the time. And I received an amazing blessing from the universe. 
uh, a severance package that could support me for six months. And then that just kind of became my space of being able to go within, being able to share some of the already things that I was incorporating. And in that time period, I had launched this course called Reclaiming Your Power. And of course, it was about me reclaiming my own power, right? <laughs> we um, what we need to learn. <laughs> well, until we've embodied it, and then we can teach what we've embodied, right? There's a process. And I was in process. And in that process, I was lucky enough that fortunate enough, startled enough, that I received, um, I was in the shower and I heard hold these principles to be truth and to live by. And I was like, what, <laughs> where is this coming from? And I clearly, I knew this was important, you know, got out of the shower, wrote down what I heard. And I remember looking at them and saying, these are really nice, but I don't live this way. Yes. <laughs> Many women, I think most of us actually get to a point in our lives where all of a sudden we wake up that something's missing, something's not there. We want more meaning. We want to feel more connected. Mm -hmm. And that inspires us to take a different path. I mean, for me, it was my recovery. I, I Like you, I had a divine actually kind of an intervention where I heard a different voice for the very first time that said, these are five steps that you must mm. teach. And that took me on a different path. And I've been mm. you know, teaching those five steps of focus, intention, focus, acceptance, intention, thoughts, and helping others. So it's the same thing with your principal codes. Now, there's one code in here. I, we, we don't have time to do all seven of them, but there was one that really spoke out to me. I and bet I know which one it is. You are here to be your highest form. Okay. <laughs> of who you are and nothing else. Uh, and we are meant to be divine and to be powerful and to yeah. serve. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you teach that particular one to women? How do you, you know, get them to realize that that is a foundation for a better life? Well, I mean, I think the honest thing is that I have to walk that fire. I have to live that. I have to experiment with what that really means for myself, right? And then invite others to experiment for themselves. What does that mean for them? Because my highest vibration, my highest expression is very different than yours. And so it's not about one way of living. It's about an invitation of inquiry, an invitation of some discipline, quite frankly, discipline to create space, to be in a state of presence or meditation uh, or something like that, or maybe a static dance, whatever it may be. So the discipline to, to give ourselves that and then the inquiry to say, all right, what is me at my highest uh, vibration? And how can I let go of the conditionings that keep me bound to certain ideas of what it means to be a good human being, a good human, uh, a successful woman, whatever all those parameters that we put in place or that other people have put in place for us, de deconstructing those and coming back to our essence, coming back home to ourselves. Like that's the biggest thing that I've been saying for the past at least half a year is that 
I can teach you all kinds of tools, right? Like I can teach you two decades worth of tools that I've uncovered and I, and I incorporate into my practice. But at the end of the day, they're just tools. The end of the day, what really matters is that we feel at home in who we are in this moment. Beautiful. I think that we're all guilty of living our lives based on somebody else's expectations of what we should be and do. Mm. I know I did for years. I think every woman I've ever worked with or talked to has said, you know, that that expectation of, of, of living up to somebody else's desires was really what was poisoning their self-worth, their, their, their sense of direction, because they were not being authentic. They weren't doing what really felt right for them. So what are some initial steps that a woman could take to start to connect to that authenticity, start to connect to herself? I know you run these magical retreats. I've been watching the pictures and I am going to do my best to get to your next one, which is an all day event. But the photographs were, they were just beautiful. And I could see that everybody was in this place of discovery and calm and, and connecting to the divine. It was just magnificent. So So fun. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I think it's an essence that that we really devoted ourselves to and that, you know, it's a journey back to ourselves. So, and, and to, to your question, what do we do with this? Sometimes the hot mess that we find ourselves in, right? I think the first thing is recognizing that it's not our fault. Mm-hmm. I have been very outspoken about the fact that much of the pain, no, not the pain, the suffering that we experience as humans and especially as women has to do with the patriarchy. Yes. So it's not our fault. This is not about becoming a victim, right? And saying it's someone else's fault, but it's about understanding the context in which we've grown up in the context in which we have unfolded in and understanding that the problems that we face today are not about some person or some gender. It's about our collective, right? And so, okay, the context, it's not our fault. We got to look at the whole picture. And then it's that compassion back to ourselves of that firewalk that we're doing every day. Just because there's a a piece in your life that is feeling off doesn't mean you're off, right? Just because you have this like thing that's like, "Mm, no, I don't like the way these relationships are going doesn't mean that everything about us is wrong or all the work we've done so far means nothing. It's, It's an aspect that is calling us forward to be addressed and to be brought into healing and to be brought into wholeness. And it doesn't make the whole wrong. And it doesn't, it's not an opportunity for us to like be super harsh on ourselves and hate on ourselves. It's an opportunity, in fact, for us to go into deeper compassion and honesty. Beautiful. And 
don't you think that what's happening out in the world, a lot of the 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 craziness within our own country and just everything that's going on is waking up our consciousness in a huge way. And that has inspired women to say, I'm not taking any more of this. I know. I am not doing this anymore. I I'm going to claim my voice. Yeah. And the way they've stepped up with Me Too and the Women's March, they're, they're starting to work together to collaborate to create this incredibly powerful energy so that women can move forward and be who they're meant to be. They're recognizing that they've been suppressed mm -hmm. and they're not going to do it anymore. Absolutely. There's an awakening. It's wonderful to watch. It's been painful, mm. but also wonderful. Yeah. Agreed. You mentioned a tool in this book. Yeah. I, now I have a lot of spiritual practices. I've traveled all over and but there was something in here that I had never, ever heard of before. And it was the nine star key. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I immediately calculated what I was and I'm an eight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you're going through um, a four tree year. Is that right? Eight, nine, one. No, I'm two, soil. Four, five. You're going through a five soil year. Okay, cool. Yeah. So for, you know, people who are listening, um, if you don't have the book, um, there is a calculation that goes into trying to figure out what type you are, which is all based on, it, it's, a, it's a piece taken from the I Ching. So it was part of my feng shui training 13, no, 16 years ago. And it's a piece that allows you to sort of see what elements in nature are more prevalent in who you are. And based on that, what, well, not just an opportunity to get to know yourself, but it's also an opportunity to know what season you're stepping into each year. So the way that you can get your hands on this chart, um, one is if you get the book, awesome, it's there. Um, and if you don't have the book, if, if it's okay for me to mention the Facebook group. Yes. So I have a, a Facebook group that's called Women on Purpose Podcast. And in that, I have the chart um, that people can get for free. And then what you do is you calculate, uh, you look at what year you were born. And if you were born uh, from February 4th uh, onward, you look at that year. If you were born February 4th and before, so into January, then you look at the previous year. Um, and what it has allowed me and what I've been inviting people into for the past 10 years is to prepare for life, prepare for the coming year in a way that's authentic, in a way that's compassionate, in a way that understands the cyclical nature of life, the seasons that we experience. Because some years, I mean, you feel it. It come December, you're saying like, that was like, the worst year of my life, or you're like, that was the best. Uh -huh. so what I kind of come away with is like, I don't really have to wait the whole year to kind of know the energy that's coming up for me. I know it ahead of time and I can plan accordingly, but more importantly, I can be present to everything that arises in my life that kind of coincides with that theme. 
So for you, for instance, you're going into five soil year. And I think that most of us who go through a five soil year are like, oh my God, that was like the worst year. But really it's a, it allowed because it's a year where we get to explore balance. We get to explore healing. We get to explore some karmic patterns. And when those things arise and we start thinking, I thought I had already dealt with this. I, I don't know what's happening. It's really, it's a reminder of how much work you have done and the pieces that are needing just some tweaking, right? And, and it's an awareness back to ourselves of how much we have done. And yet also remembering like, okay, there's a little more here. And I mean, I'm telling you in a five solo year, it is all about how do I not deplete myself? And how do I come back to that yin and yang harmonious state of being as much as possible? And what's not allowing me to go into that place? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I know I never ever heard of that before. Fascinating. And you use another tool, which is one of my favorites, human design. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And um, if women could embrace that there are these tools mm. that can clarify, unravel some of the mystery that mm. we have in our heads about ourselves and what we're meant to do and how we're meant to live. That they're like, I love numerology, astrology, the human design. There are things that can really kind of give us a sense of direction. Absolutely. And can, you know, open up doorways and um, take away some of the filters that we live behind. And human design for me was um, fascinating. I just, <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a whole, it could be a whole day's conversation. It's just, yeah. what, what, how long ago did you get attracted to doing that? So, you know, um, I have a reflector daughter. And as you know, or they make up 1% of the population. They have every open center, every chakra completely open. So they are sponges to the world and they are a reflection and a marker for how we're doing as a society, as a community, as a family. And we were in total crisis. That's the honest thing. We were in total crisis and we were very committed as a family to not bringing in um, any kind of allopathic medicine, no, no medication, because she was very little. And we wanted to do it holistically to kind of do the healing or support her, support me as the mom. <laughs> and so we really were desperate. And somebody said to me, have you heard of human design? And I was like, no, but at this point, I just take anything. Just give it to me. And I took a parenting by human design by my friend, Karen Curry Parker. Um, and that's when I was introduced to this. And it really gave me this perspective and understanding of who the soul was, her sensitivities, and the responsibility that we had as a couple and as a family to provide an environment that really was supporting her and then it kind so it's kind of like you can think of like well if she's a reflection of the community at large it you can think about the world and that's true you can think about where you live and that's true but ultimately it is also about 
the family unit and the environments that they're in. Um, and they have this bigger destiny thing I, I really see in them is that they, their well-being is such a marker with how we're doing as a society. And even though things are not perfect in this moment, and you and I have chatted about this right now, right? Where things aren't perfect right now. We're, we're in growing pains big time. There is still, if we can listen to these beautiful people and listen to the messages that they're bringing us, we can kind of bring perspective of, okay, we live in this world. We're not, we're not of this world, but how do we still function in the world and the choices that we make? And so um, anyway, long story short, she's the reason why I came into human design. And then it just kind of snowballed in my life. <laughs> uh, big time. It just totally snowballed in my life. I mean, for myself, I use it. I was been using it for over 13 years. Um, and then the deep understanding that I had of the mechanics of relationships, uh, specifically my relationship to my partner of 20 years, and how the impact of our, of our designs, of our charts, have with one another in business, in personal, in every way, right? So it, it's, I mean, I'm for sure a student of human design. I am obsessed with human design. Every time that I have a chart in front of me and I get to do a consult, I am like in love with this person. Like I'm just like beaming. I can't wait to talk to them because it's like I get to show you the map of your soul. Wow. Wonderful. What what are you? I'm a manifesting generator. Me too. All right, a four one. How about you? Oh, I forget my numbers. Oh, ah. I know I'm a manifesting generator. i oh I haven't looked at it in a while. I had it done about <laughs> two years ago. Oh, oh cool. I, um, I don't think I'm a four one though. No, there's few of us. Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I came up as a manifesting generator. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> how do how do women get started on this path? How do how do how do you, how, what do you recommend for women that 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 want to go deeper? They 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 want to really know what their mm -hmm. soul is. They they want to understand mm. the depth of of the magnificence that's within them. What is the first step they could take? I mean, we could go into tools and I would definitely say that human design is an incredible tool. Like it, do your chart, do your chart. It will show you things about yourself that will be such a recognition of who you are and, um, and what you're here to do, your gifts and your sensitivities. So that's like tool wise, but I think at a bigger, in a bigger picture, I would say that starting with the place where we feel most pain and maybe that's not a sexy answer, but good one, <laughs> a good one, good is not always sexy, sweetie. <laughs> at my age, I know that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, where our pain is, like where our pain lies, it's also where the bliss and the magic and the sweetness lies, if we allow ourselves that space, right? And I know that we live in a world that doesn't exactly support that, you know, doesn't, like we live in a world that's really calling us to like, be in our power, which is awesome, be like manifest happiness, which is awesome. 
And yet, if we're trying to override authentic emotions, authentic trauma, authentic um, pain, authentic things that we really got to deal with, if we're trying to override that with happy thoughts, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice. And I think we're really trying to fabricate something that is not really real. And maybe that's not sexy. Maybe that's not the quick answer that we all love, but it's the most honest thing that I can say is that, you know, when you said we teach that which we most need to learn, I'm thinking to myself, you know, no, I don't have everything figured out, but I have walked this for so long and so deeply and so intimately and so devoted that I feel that I embody these. You know, even some of the principles, like, yeah, I'm still a student of like what that really means, um, but I'm really embodying it because I've done this work, because I've gone through years of the grittiness of it, and it didn't always look pretty, but I always trusted. Like, I always trusted the divine. I always had people, beautiful people who showed up in my life who supported me through it, Karen being one of them, who's always been there. <laughs> I think I love your response because I think that women try to dismiss pain, which is the biggest mistake. Mm. Pain has been my greatest teacher because it has shown me that I must take a different path. Mm. I must make different choices. So I've embraced my pain. I've sat with it, felt it, processed it, try to understand it and then say, where does this lead me now? Where do I go from here? And I've used it as a tool mm. in my own life to make massive transformation and changes that otherwise would never have happened. And my new book, Broken Open, that's really what I talk about. Mm. Feeling the pain, don't dismiss it. Know that it's there to teach us something. And there's a lesson always connected to pain. It's a wake up, it's our body saying, hey, hey, hey. Totally. Pay attention to this. This is, this is significant. Yeah. And if you look at it that way, it can then take you on a path that is beautiful, that is miraculous, that is wonderful, but you can't step over it. If you step over it, then you don't have the foundation that you need to create what you want. And it also reminds me of how important it is to have sacred space, mm. you know, to do that walk. And, and people who are not going to let you um, get lost in the abyss and then the darkness. I mean, I think, I think there's a, there's, um, intelligence and a wisdom about walking that right. Being in that dark night of the soul type of thing, but also knowing and having people who will pull you out when you've gone a little too far. <laughs> I could talk to you all day, Asha. I mean, this yeah. is wonderful. And the work that you're doing with your retreats mm -hmm. is bringing so many of those tools in uh, and creating that sacred space for women to open up, to reveal, to look at new modalities that will take them on that path that they so desire. You have some beautiful offerings on your website. I'd love for you to explain to the audience something that they can access through you on your site. So please tell us what you have. Yeah, so it, I'm really... It's always a free gift, which is wonderful. Awesome. 
Yeah. So I'm really feeling that based on the conversation that we had today, you know, we talked about pain and I think pain can be such a complex thing and such a thing of like, I don't know what to do with this thing that came up. I was triggered, you know, I'm driving along and somebody cuts me off and I feel something and it's like, it was what I'm feeling, not being in the moment, or is it being in the moment? What do I do with this? Am I being judgy? Am I like, you know, all these like things that come up in our head. And what I have walked is a practice that is called presence. And the practice of presence is a practice that can be initiated with through meditation. But when you really get to the depth of a meditative state, what you're doing in quieting your mind is that you're really, really present with the sensation, with the vibration that you're experiencing. So the free gift, it's what I called my miracles workbook. And the miracles workbook is really just walking you through that process of how do I quiet my mind, stay in the present moment, and what do I do with that present moment? And it's a it's a walk. You know, it's not a quick thing, but when you catch the wave of being in presence, you really can stand in meetings, in front of people that you're speaking to and that you're nervous, any kind of thing that comes up, even driving and somebody cuts you off, and you, you're, when you're in that state of presence, you can still drive, you really get to move that energy. And then that energy gets to bring you information in this kind of subtle, maybe uh, feminine way, esoteric way. But the mind has proven to us that it can't solve this problem. And so it's time to kind of bring in uh, the, the bigger pieces of us, our sensing, our emotion and really bring it to light. So the, the link is um, ashaisnow.com forward slash miracles workbook and all one word together, ashaisnow.com forward slash miracles workbook. And I'll put that in the show notes. Oh, great. Thank you. Wonderful. This has been a joy and I hope I see you soon. I'm penciling that in on my calendar and I'm- Oh, pen it in then. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I, 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 it, as I said, it just looked, beyond it looked wonderful it is beyond because it's the energy we create together yeah. thank you so much for being with me today oh you're welcome bless you girl <laughs> what's happening with all those beautiful puppies um so they're all spoken for Ooh. i know yeah 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 they um so they're with uh, a breeder so my dogs alice is with uh, her the breeders and they have a wait list so yeah. yeah nice dog beautiful they're gorgeous thank you again you're welcome it was awesome thanks for listening to awakening divine wildness coming soon mal will release her new book broken open embracing heartbreak and betrayal as gateways to unconditional love get vip access to free gifts and where to get the book on its April 17th release date at brokenopen-book.com.